Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and And on on earth earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us, you take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer, you are seated at the right hand of the Father, Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who show the light of your truth to those who go astray, so that they may return to the right path, give all who, for the faith they profess, are accounted Christians, the grace to reject whatever is contrary to the name of Christ, and to strive after all that does it honour. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, as the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and do not return without watering the earth, making it yield and giving growth to provide seed for the sower and bread for the eating. So the word that goes out from my mouth does not return to me empty, without carrying out my will and succeeding in what it was sent to do. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Responsorial Psalm The seed that falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. The seed that falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. You care for the earth, give it water. You fill it with riches. Your river in heaven brims over to provide its grain. The seed that falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. And thus you provide for the earth, you drench its furrows. You level it, soften it with showers. You bless its growth. The seed that falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. You crown the year with your goodness. 
abundance flows in your steps. In the pastures of the wilderness it flows. The seed that falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. The hills are girded with joy, the meadows covered with flocks. The valleys are decked with wheat, they shout for joy, yes, they sing. The seed that falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. The second reading from the book of Romans. I think that what we suffer in this life can never be compared to the glory, as yet unrevealed, which is waiting for us. The whole creation is eagerly waiting for God to reveal his sons. It was not for any fault on the part of creation that it was made unable to attain its purpose. It was made so by God. But creation still retains the hope of being freed like us from its slavery to decadence, to enjoy the same freedom and glory as the children of God. From the beginning till now, the entire creation, as we know, has been groaning in one great act of giving birth. And not only creation, but all of us who possess the first fruits of the Spirit. We too groan inwardly as we wait for our bodies to be set free. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The seed is the Word of God. Christ is the sower. All who come to him will live forever. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus left the house and sat by the lakeside, but such large crowds gathered round him that he got into a boat and sat there. The people all stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables. He said, Imagine a sower going out to sow. As he sowed, some seeds fell on the edge of the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on patches of rock, where they found little soil and sprang up straight away, because there was no depth of earth. But as soon as the sun came up, they were scorched, and, not having any roots, they withered away. Others fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Others fell on rich soil, and produced their crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Listen, anyone who has ears. Then the disciples went up to him and asked, Why do you talk to them in parables? Because, he replied, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven are revealed to you, but they are not revealed to them. For anyone who has will be given more, and he will have more than enough. But from anyone who has not, even what he has will be taken away. The reason I talk to them in parables is that they look without seeing and listen without hearing or understanding. So in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled. You will listen and listen again, but not understand. See and see again, but not perceive. For the heart of this nation has grown coarse. Their ears are dull of hearing, and they have shut their eyes for fear that they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and be converted, and be healed by me. But happy are your eyes because they see, your ears because they hear, I tell you solemnly, many prophets and holy men longed to see what you see and never saw it, to hear what you hear and never heard it. 
You, therefore, are to hear the parable of the sower. If anyone hears the word of the kingdom without understanding, the evil one comes and carries off what is sown in his heart. This is the man who received the seed on the edge of the path. The one who received it on patches of rock is the man who hears the word and welcomes it at once with joy, but he has no root in him, he does not last. Let some trial come or some persecution on account of the word, and he falls away at once. The one who received the seed in thorns is the man who hears the word. But the worries of this world and the lure of riches choke the word and he produces nothing. And the one who received the seed in rich soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He is the one who yields a harvest and produces now a hundred, now sixty, now thirty. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So one of the features about Matthew's Gospel is that it roughly breaks up into five major discourses, five extended sections where Jesus does his teachings. And um, we've been working our way through these discourses. Um, You know, a few weeks ago we started with the Sermon on the Mount and, and kind of chewed our way through that. And last week we'd been reading from... The second major discourse, which is uh, often known as the mission discourse, where Jesus, he picks his 12 apostles from among his disciples, and then he starts to give them instructions on how they are to undertake their mission. And now we start this third section. This discourse is about Jesus teaching in parables. And, you know, we have one of the most celebrated parables first off, the parable of the sower. Now, Pope Benedict made an interesting little observation about this parable. He said that this parable is almost autobiographical, that Jesus is talking about his own lived experience at this moment because, you know, he's the one who is, at this very moment, sowing the seed. And he's describing the people who are in front of him right now. There are going to be those of you who are listening to me for whom my words make absolutely no difference. You're like seed that falls on the path. It doesn't penetrate. It just bounces off and gets gobbled up by the birds. And I know that there are some of you who are listening to me who are just nodding your heads and going, wow, man, this is really fantastic. And isn't it life-changing? And you'll start, but you won't be able to keep it up. And the reason why is because, you know, when things get a little bit difficult, your original enthusiasm, it just evaporates in the heat. And, you know, there are some of you out there, yeah, yeah, you're listening, but your mind's also elsewhere. You're thinking about all of your worries and your troubles. You're also thinking about how to get ahead in life, how to get more wealth, more power more pleasure, more honour, imagining that whether they're my worries or whether they're my security, these things are going to be bigger than God's word. And and so, you know, God's word's just going to get choked out in your lives, guys. But then Jesus looks out at the crowd and he, he knows that there are those who will be good soil for the word which he proclaims. And it will penetrate into their hearts and burrow and germinate and take root and will flourish and will yield an extraordinary harvest. 
So Jesus is describing his listeners, and he puts forward four cases. The seed that falls on the path, that's a no. The seed that falls in shallow ground, that's a maybe. The seed that falls among thorns, eh, that's a maybe too. But in both of those cases, it turns out to become a no, even though it started off with a bit of a bang. And then finally it has a yes. A no, two maybes that turns into no's, and a yes. Now, at this point during a homily, I'd typically be inclined to describe these no's and sort of go, oh, well, how do they arrive at that point? And, and what risk is there that, that we follow in their footsteps? Or, or how is it that somewhere in our hearts we're still holding on to a maybe that, that might turn into a no? But you know what? I want to take a moment instead and focus on the yes. What does that look like? You know what? That's actually the exciting bit. That's the really fascinating point because it's fruitful. You know, Jesus says in the parable, he says, like, those who have will be given more. And those who have not, even what they have will be taken away. In other words, you may have started with a seed, but it dies and you end up with nothing. But the real story happens for those who become truly fruitful. 30, 60, 100 fold. That's the adventure. These are the saints. These are the ones who've become completely receptive to the word of God. The ones who have come with a wholehearted and a full-throated yes to God's plan for them. And you know, it hasn't left them with less, it's left them with more, with, with a superabundance. Now, when I was doing a little bit of research for this homily, I found an interesting little stat. Uh, it's presumed that in Jesus' time, you know, a typical harvest would have been about seven or eight fold. That, you know, you stick in one grain, you, you know, might get seven or eight back in a, in a typical year. Uh, and in a good year, you'd get 10, a tenfold return. But look at what Jesus is putting forward. 30, 60, 100-fold? We're talking about a fruitfulness that is absolutely miraculous. And it's this that God brings about in those who say yes. And, you know... At that point, you've got to go to the holiest of all saints, our Blessed Mother. You want to know what good soil looks like? Look at her. Her whole life is a great yes to the plan of God. Now let's take a quick look at, at the three other scenarios that, that Jesus puts forward in the parable. The sower goes out to sow, and some of the seed falls on the edge of the path. Now, in the explanation that Jesus gives to his disciples, he says, Well, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom without understanding, the evil one comes and carries off what was sown in his heart. This is the man who received the seed on the edge of the path. Now, we see very clearly in the Gospels that when God's plan is articulated to Mary, that she doesn't comprehend it. 
Not fully anyway. I mean, when the angel Gabriel goes and visits Mary in Nazareth and says, you'll conceive and bear a son, she's like, well, how can this come about? I don't know man. When she loses Jesus in the temple, when Jesus is at the age of 12, he says, son, why, why have you done this to us? I don't get it. But her lack of understanding doesn't cause a lack of trust. She believes that the promises made her by the Lord would be fulfilled. Exactly what Elizabeth says about her cousin Mary. Mary doesn't set her understanding as the limit to God's acting. I'm sorry, Lord. Well, you know, I can't say yes to something I don't fully understand. No, no, no. She, she says yes, knowing that God is her loving father. The next scenario that Jesus puts forward then is the seed that falls on shallow ground and, you know, springs up in enthusiasm but then withers in the heat. Well, what do we see in the life of Mary? She's not one who cuts and runs when things get difficult. No, quite the opposite. When things get tough, she ponders them in her heart. But take a moment to consider some of the, the difficulties that Mary had to confront. The time when she and Joseph had to flee Bethlehem because King Herod was after their son. She didn't crumble. She didn't wither in the heat. No, she trusted the Lord and continued to remain faithful to him. So what about these thorns? Jesus points to two kinds of thorns that choke out the word. The lure of riches and the worries of this world. Well, you tell me. She gave birth in a stable with stinking, filthy animals and then rejoiced at the gift of her son. So what about the worries of the world? Well, her last words in the scriptures is the advice that she gives to the attendants at the wedding feast of Cana. Do whatever he tells you. Now, how's that for trust? It's not do whatever you think's best or do whatever you reckon's reasonable. It's no, listen to him and do that. That right there is the good soil that when the seed of the word is planted, it produces a rich harvest. Now, Mary is the one who receives the word most fully and says a most wholehearted yes, so much so that the word takes flesh in her womb and dwells among us. Now, that's a harvest that's beyond 100-fold. That's an infinite harvest. And we turn to Mary then, with such tremendous gratitude for her, yes. I'm thinking at this point particularly of those who are discerning vocations, you know, to, the, to marriage, to priesthood, to religious life. To be the good soil. Because the fruitfulness of our lives overflows to others. That if we produce a harvest of 30, 60, 100-fold... That's where the seeds come from to sow the next 
harvest. And as we turn to Mary with tremendous gratitude that she gave her yes, let's remember that there could potentially be lines of people waiting to thank us because we said such a generous yes, because we were good soil and said our wholehearted yes to God. And now let's together profess our faith by praying the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the The Father Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen.
We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.